1: today. I hope you all are, are doing very well. I uh, hope your day is going accordingly. I hope it's been productive. I have missed you all since last night. we had a fantastic show. Uh, first and foremost, I want to thank all my uh, special guests, my amazing audience, um, my sponsors, and uh, my amazing co-hosts, uh, co-hosts, audience sponsors, you guys are all incredible, and the show just keeps getting better and better and better, and we just keep growing and growing. Don't forget, we're now listened to in 22 different countries and on over 60 online platforms, and uh, you can find us all over the Internet. We are worldwide, border to border, um, and, uh, yeah, I have, we have a very exciting show tonight. There has been nonstop action in the news all day And there's a lot of things I did not get to last night, which I will get to tonight. Uh, We have a lot of uh, great topics uh, that we will uh, establish tonight. We have many fantastic, notable guests coming on. Uh, First and foremost, I'd like to introduce a very smart guy, very popular guy, doctor, award-winning speaker, veteran, technology expert, best-selling author, and Arizona superintendent, a public instruction's 20, 2018 candidate, and currently is the commissioner of Parks and Recreation for Maricopa County. Dr. Robert Branch, how are you?
2: I'm fantastic, Rory. How are you tonight?
1: Uh, doing, doing very well. Doing very well. great to have you back. Uh, how was your trip to Alabama?
2: Well, it was fantastic, fantastic. Got in the other day, and we were just, we're just coming back from Grand Canyon. And I will be home here in about four minutes. So if you hear any noise in the background, I apologize. I'm just trying to get home right now. So
1: all right. Well, yeah, yeah, uh, just just an FYI to everybody, you know, if you guys can try your best to keep the noise out of the background, uh, it just, it it messes with the broadcast. Sometimes guys just please be aware of that. Uh, I also want to welcome to the show, uh, very, very talented guy. We have businessman, um, Twitter master, activist and political strategist, Bill Lambert. How are you, buddy?
3: I'm doing great. How are you tonight, Rory?
1: Doing well. Great to have you here. I also want to welcome um, co- co-founder of College Republicans and uh, chairman of Republicans United, Kevin DuKiper, was with us. How are you, buddy?
4: Wonderful. and getting better and better every week. How are you, Rory?
1: Doing well, man. Glad to have you here. Great to have you here. Um, I also want to welcome uh, director, activist, and political strategist Giovanni Rodriguez. How are you, buddy? Gianni Rodriguez. My bad. Why am I calling you Giovanni? I mean,
5: it's either
6: or both of my names, but it's okay. But
1: yeah, I'm glad to be on. Yeah, man. Great to have you here. And then we also have on the line, it looks like, um, I believe... I believe IQ is with us. IQ, is that you?
7: Of course I'm here. Thank you for having me.
1: Excellent. We have ISIS escapee on the phone, Islamic historian, activist, political strategist, and best-selling author IQ Al-Razuli. Thank you for being on, buddy. Thank you. Uh, You know, my opening um, story tonight, I really want to get into this in, in extreme detail. With the whole censoring, uh, this has gone way too far. You know, we have these big tech entities that are basically taking over people's thoughts, people's speech. Uh, you know, if they don't agree with you, they, they, they take stuff down. They don't allow you to uh, put stuff on their platform. And this is something that has to do with pretty much 90% is the target is conservative. Because we have seen some left-wing uh, individuals say some of the most nastiest, most graphic shit you could ever think of on the, some of these platforms like Twitter and nothing happens to them. But somebody on the right sends a quick tweet that is somewhat uh, you know, uh, provocative. Everybody loses their mind and they get banned from, from Twitter and these different uh, various outlets. Facebook's another one of them. Uh, even, um, and Google's really bad. But Devin Nunes, just filed a lawsuit, very significant, $250 million against Twitter for the whole censoring and the, the banning of conservatives. I want everybody to, uh, to hear this. Um, let me play this clip. If
8: you're a public figure, you need actual malice and what's known as a reckless. Here we go. Twitter is declining comment tonight, but here to talk about this lawsuit and much more. What the hell? We do have a high bar. We all need that, because if you're a public figure, you need actual malice and what's known as a reckless disregard for the truth, or else I would sue people every hour of every day. But it's harder. Um, It's not like in the case of the Covington High School
5: kid. Tell us about the suit. Yeah, so this is the first of many, Sean, and what we're doing here is we're actually going after Twitter first because they are the main proliferator, yep. and they spread this fake news and the slanderous news. So if you look at the lawsuit, I think like, people can go and look at it on Fox News. Uh, it's all there, but what we're the case we're basically making is, is this was an orchestrated effort. Uh, so people were targeting me. There were anonymous accounts that were, that were developed, and look, there's not supposed to be – these accounts aren't supposed to exist. Twitter says that they don't have accounts that do this. So, like I said, this is the first of many lawsuits that are coming. But, it, but there were several fake news accounts, whether it was regard to the Russian investigation or to me. And we have to hold all of these people accountable because if we don't, our First Amendment rights are at stake here. This isn't yep. 20 years ago, Sean. What's happening? We're at war with free speech. News and when they're regulating us, they're regulating what people can see on my tweets, which they Yep. And then they're they're proliferating out things that they agree with with the algorithms that they develop. They need to come clean. They're not a public square. They are content developers. It, for That's example. right.
8: I, I if you I remember last Jackson. summer they they shadowed that Well, and and he denied that that ever went on, and he said he wants to be fair. But you didn't. You have not. Your analysis has not shown that it is fair across the board, and that a lot of these social media sites are, in fact, using those algorithms, if you will, or their behaviors to advance one side, which would then be,
5: what, a political donation for Democrats? Well, how is it that every day uh, there's conservatives that are being banned? So, you know, look, they don't want to call it shadow banning. That's fine. They can call it whatever they want to call it. But the fact of the matter is is people could not see my tweets. Okay? So now, but if you move forward, if you get emails from Twitter, it's constantly left-wing stuff, constantly fake news stuff. So I think if Twitter wants to be in the public square and they don't want to be a content developer, they should come clean, give us all your algorithms. How is it possible that I can be attacked relentlessly hundreds of times a day by fake accounts that they claim in their, in their terms of service should not be there? So I guarantee you, if I put something out that was sexually explicit or attacked someone personally, they would they would stop it. They would say this is a sensitive tweet. They, they never did that to any of the people that that were coming after me or other conservatives. So, and this is more about this is more than just conservatives. Every American should care about this if they care about the First Amendment, because the press has definitely changed. You've said it numerous times. The press is dead, and that's why if we don't go and clean this up.
9: I've, been, I've
5: actually said this on your show a few weeks ago. This is part of the continuing Russia investigation. We're not going to just let all these fake news stories that were written about this investigation, about this hoax, that were lies. We're going to challenge every single one of them in court. We're just starting with Twitter. The thing is, is, it's so
8: influential. You're talking about so many, if not millions, billions of people, you know, Facebook and some others, that it's incalculable how much that assists a narrative or a point of view. Um, let me ask you this. The new and as the former House Intel Committee chair, I, it's been frustrating as somebody who's been trying to get to the bottom of this whole uh, Hillary getting a pass, FISA abuse, an attempt to, to undo a duly elected president, bludgeoning him with false Russian lies, etc Now that we had Orr, Page, Strzok, the McCain-Aid, and this new information about uh, Christopher Steele, and now that we know that everybody was warned in August, long before they leaked this information knowingly to the American people and then used it as the, the – to quote your memo, the Grassley-Graham memo, as the bulk of information in the FISA applications, how much more is coming? Because I'm told this is only the beginning of what will be an avalanche of information that it has been hard to get out, but it's now coming.
5: Yeah, slowly coming. So this was all a result of the task force that we set up last year. We have sent over about 50 names uh, to the new chairman of the Intelligence Committee that we would like to interview to continue this investigation. There is also the information that is still classified that we would like to be declassified, and that is primarily 20 pages of the last FISA. The Bruce Orr 302s, the FBI reports that Bruce Orr was involved in, it's, it's critical to have those because, as you know, Bruce Orr is a central figure in this, just like Andy McKay. And, and the whole
8: Clinton bought and paid for Russian lies the dossier we knew before the election,
5: it's all not true. And Steele says it himself, right? And also why it's so important, Sean, part of the reason that I'm starting with Twitter and these lawsuits and going on to the fake news stories It's important to know who was behind putting those fake news stories out. Yep. Wow. We're going to follow this very closely.
8: I think there is a um, there's a lot to this story, a lot more than may meet the eye on its surface. Uh, Congressman, thank you for being with us.
1: So there you have it, guys. You know, to put it in a very simple way, uh, you know, it's it's very simple. It's very simple what's going on. Our government. And the people, because let's face it, these big, big tech companies are in bed with many parts of our government. And there's so many evil people in our government that are making backdoor deals with these tech companies to censor certain people, to, you know, basically pick and choose, you know, what they want on their platforms. It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it's bigotry at its finest. This is communism. This is government regulation. You know, they they want to be the thought police. They don't want people to speak their minds, especially on the right. And when when Republicans give facts on these platforms, oh, you're getting banned. You're getting banned. It's like they only shove the leftist ideology down our throat. And we've noticed lately how all these conservative media outlets are starting to get shadow banned in certain ways because – uh, Facebook and Twitter were just acting up last week with their algorithm. So, I mean, this is all something that they have had planned long in the making. And sadly, it's kind of working. I mean, it's not uh, the fullest extent of a disaster yet, but you have a lot of people that have been kicked off these platforms for doing nothing but simply having a different ideology than these leftists in Silicon Valley. So this has to stop. You can't take away people's free speech. You can't mess with somebody's First Amendment. You gotta, people have to stop spreading fake news, too, because it, it's, a, it's a disease. It brainwashes people. It sends the wrong message. And I'm just tired of this. I'm tired of it, and we've seen so many prominent, big-time people that um are are getting in trouble every day on social media, uh conservatives. Uh, you know, uh, look at look at what happened uh, for instance, Alex Jones. I mean look at what happens to a lot of these people. Uh Steven Crowder. Um I mean it goes on and on. I wanna go to uh Bill. What Bill, what are your thoughts?
3: Well I mean it's no it's I mean it's Easy to see that they banned, you know. I have 70,000 followers, which is not a big account, but it's not small, and I get four or five hundred retweets on a tweet where I can show you accounts that it, it's a twofold thing. It's not only the censorship of us, which that harkens back to slavery days. You did, they didn't want the, the slaves educated because knowledge is power. And that's the same thing, it's just a, the modern day way of doing it now is to keep the public uneducated. But I can send you account after account with people that have five hundred followers or a thousand followers and like the Covington High School thing, where these people with a thousand followers were getting 000, a hundred thousand, a two hundred thousand retweets. That's not natural. That's not an organic thing. Right. That that's oh, that- done by Twitter.
1: Oh, and, and most likely it's, it's they, the they, same account. They put it in their most algorithm on purpose. Most likely
3: it's the same purpose. account that is
1: Yeah, I, and he, here's, the, here's the fact about this, and what sh, this should bother anybody. This is just another one of the Democrats' agenda uh, to have control. This is no different than them wanting gun control. This is no different than them wanting to give everybody free health insurance. It's a communism platform. It, it's it's sick. It's sad. It's crazy. Um, Dr. Branch, what do you think about this?
2: Well, I'll tell you what. You know, this is this is really upsets me, Rory. Really upsets me because first of all, we've known it. We've known that this has been happening to us, and this yeah. isn't just a freedom of speech. They are tailoring what we hear and allowing a certain part of the demographics freedom of speech. Like right, right now, and, and we tried last night to download the manifesto from that New Zealand uh, nut job, and it yeah. turns out I, I couldn't get a hold of it. And that's how much Google has washed the internet yes. of that incident. And to yes. me, I know you. You're you're a very smart, intelligent individual. You don't just listen to Fox or or, or any of the other. Uh, You know news medias you research and it is so important for freedom of speech to go out and research but when you can't find a story that is there to read it for yourself. I want to read the manifesto for myself. I want to see because I'm hearing from all sides what it says and to me when Mm -hmm. they take that away and when they take my friends tweets away and also their Facebook accounts away, I can't get the news. And that's what really hurts the America.
1: And I'll tell you what else is terrifying. You have a lot of these uh, technology companies that are messing with people's livelihood. Don't forget, a lot, there's a lot of people that make their money online and get their money through these various platforms. And when you have uh, these outlets that are shutting people down – uh, it's leaving them in a sense jobless and penniless because this is what they count on for income and you know it's it just it blows my mind um i know uh kevin i know you have some thoughts go ahead kevin
4: yes well without a doubt some of the worst and i should say most effective tools that the liberals use to indoctrinate uh people of all ages really is really the universities, you have the mainstream media, and you have the social media platforms. And what you have with these social media widespread manipulation and such targeting of conservative yep. ideas. And where they take these ideas um, and hide them from the rest of the world um, and block people, shadow ban people um, because of their ideas, it's, it's really a danger to the entire political environment as a whole. And you see people, um, you know, simply by saying comments such as uh, men and women are different, they're not biologically the same, or um, it, it, it goes on and on, but you would be banned and no longer have a voice or a personage and uh, a livelihood. And so I know that yeah. I don't want to be attacked to any of these uh, media platforms except for, for Facebook because it's uh, for public figureship, but... And I know that if I ever get banned from Facebook, I'm virtually not even a person on the Internet. So it really is a threat to, to all conservatives, and it's only uh, rapidly getting worse for, for all of us. Uh, and it's, they are siphoning our ability to communicate our message, and they are giving that platform to some of the worst voices out there. And it, it's something that needs to be acted upon, and I believe that mm. uh, really ex- executive and congressional authority needs to step in.
1: And I will tell you, it's a really nasty epidemic, what's going on. I mean, and IQ, uh, I know you have thoughts on this. You live, you, you know, you're, you're, you're from the Middle East, so you know all about this government control and, and this communism stances.
7: Well, look, the obscene degrees of submission and groveling exhibited by most of the Western leaders in the media, academia, clergy, and politics towards Muslims are not only beyond comprehension, but are also with his contempt. The Prime Minister of New Zealand is impaling the freedom of expression of her own people over the death of 50 Muslims, ignoring the fact, for example, that al Noor Mosque, the one which was attacked, produced two members who fought and died for ISIS, and not a single person is pointing this out or checking what the mosques teach. This is just not distract yes. from what you are discussing, because it's covered up also by these elite, Twitter and Facebook and Google. They are not allowing it. You can't mention yes. anything associating Islam with death and destruction. They stop it. I I they, I, I I wrote some articles, and they uh, came for a few seconds, and after a few seconds, it was gone. So the suppression of information, the destruction of the freedom of speech, and the freedom of thought by these companies should be held accountable, not for $250 million. Go for a billion, because they are worth hundreds of billions of dollars and should be a class action. What do you think?
1: Well, I, you know what? Here's the thing. I agree with you 100%. And, you know, President Trump obviously has been thinking about taking action on this for a long time, making these people, uh, you know, hold them accountable. I mean, if you look at a new report out, I think it was yesterday, Trump is trying to eliminate government funding to fake news places like PBS, NPR, all, these cra- all this crap that has been getting funding uh, for so long. And the fact that they can abuse our government financially and still spread propaganda and lies, It's disgraceful, and I like that Trump's taking some steps, but he needs to start going after Facebook. He needs to start going after Twitter. He needs to start going after CNN. He needs to start going after a lot of these people that – I mean what they're getting away with in a lot of senses is murder. I mean these people are constantly slandering and ridiculing conservatives for, for no logical reason just because they don't like them, just because they don't agree with their ideology. Uh yeah, I mean, it's 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 crazy because us conservatives are some of the most open-minded and, you know, uh, people that are willing to have a, a conversation, willing to talk about it, willing to work it out. But, oh, my God, leftists, all they want to do is argue and, and say we're wrong. Um, Josh, go ahead.
10: Yeah, you know, this is a two-headed mon- monster because – if I mean, I support obviously, and I'm sure this has been has been said on shows before, but all everybody supports the idea of a of a business being able to do what they want with their business. But the problem with uh, platforms like Facebook is they claim to be and Google they claim to be havens for free speech, but then they suppress this the speech within their platform. So you can't have it both ways. You can claim if they want to claim to be a platform for free speech, then everybody's happy. But, and then if they don't want to claim to be a platform for free speech, then they need to come out and say it. But when they, when they say something and do another thing, it's, it's, um, it's deceiving the public, as, as well as I think it was Dr. Branch that was talking about the manifesto. I mean, here's the deal with that. If you take something away from people to be able to read and interpret for themselves, you're going to create a brainwashed people. This is what the Catholic Church did. Many, many, many years ago when they wouldn't let the people read the Bible, is they were able to take the Bible and twist it however they wanted to. So when, when the Bible was then printed in everyone's language, it freed the people's knowledge. And this is the same way we need to go about with, with Google. When they, when they take something and eliminate it uh, from people being able to read and to be able to interpret themselves, it's going to create a brainwashed or uninformed people uh, and that's good for them but really, really bad for us. So it's very important that we continue to fight back uh, against Google, Facebook, and all these other platforms.
1: Yeah, Gianni, go ahead. I know you have thoughts on this whole thing. You've been dealing with it.
6: <laughs> yeah, so number one, I, I, I wouldn't agree that, you know, there's some mass plot with uh, Twitter, Google, and Facebook to stop targeting conservatives. I would disagree with that. But, I, however, I would say that there are people – that work for these platforms, that know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly that they're hiding posts. They know exactly that they're taking out posts uh, to target conservatives. So I believe that it's not necessarily the leadership of these social media websites that's like, oh, well, let's target conservatives. There's a lot of conservatives like Ben Shapiro, you know, that's still on every day tweeting all kinds of stuff. You know, he wasn't banned, you know. So I think that would be false in my uh, opinion. But there are a lot of people that work – uh, for these organizations that are targeting conservatives. Now, number two, I would say, number three, I would say. Somebody in the background, please stop, please. Yeah, uh, number three, uh, I would say. Yeah, number three, I would say. There are so many other organizations. If we if we believe we're being silenced, then get off of it. I mean, what's the point of saying, on? listen, we have things like Parler News. I'm on that. Uh, we got things like Codyr. That's also a conservative social network. And I'm telling you, join these things when you when you hang up. Join these things. And I'm telling you, it's conservative news, conservative output, conservative opinions all over. And it's so good to me. And people are joining. And you got even liberals that are joining these conservative networks too to try to debate people. I think that's a good alternative to fighting the fake news. we believe there's so much fake news, guess what? Then get the hell off. Of it. And go somewhere else, you know, to do it. But as far as I would agree that there are some people in these organizations that are definitely uh, targeting. And then once the, they, they once they receive backlash, they all of a sudden come out and say, "Oh, you know, it was an error, or we're sorry, or no." It's, it's obviously they're targeting conservatives. Some people in these organizations. But if you want an alternative, like I said, you have Parlour News, with Candace Owens, all these people are on 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 this app. You got Cody Ash, got Lauren Loomer. All these people are on these apps. Alex Jones is on the app, and people are, are you know, free to say whatever
8: they
1: want with free speech. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a good way of looking at it. Uh, hey, Bill, I want, I want to let you respond, and then we're going to go to commercial, and then we're going, to, we're going to introduce our next guest right after the commercial. But, Bill, go ahead.
3: Well, you know, free speech or the, the regulation of speech is the first step to oppression, I mean that's yeah. that's been the way it's been through history and that's the way it, it is today. It's nothing new under the sun. the the, yeah. the only difference is is the way you combat it. And with it, right. these tech companies sure. the way they are, if you don't take them down like Nunes is is trying to do, I don't know how far that's going to get. Then you're going right. to have this false perception of the public. That that believes these certain things. It's like these agendas, yep. the liberal agendas yep. that they push on social media platforms, to make yep. the public think, well, everybody else believes this, so we will too. Yeah, very very well said. We do got
1: to go to commercial, but I, I just want to, and we're gonna come right back with our guest. But I just do I do want to say that, uh, you know, this is a war this, with with this free speech. You know, with, with, this, with these situations going on where they're trying to silence us, this is something that cannot be taken lightly, especially because we have an election coming up. And uh, we all know how influential social media is to voters. We know how they constantly follow many things on social media, and we all know that uh, these left-wing organizations like Google, Facebook, Twitter, purposely mess with their algorithm so more, you know, leftist ideology comes up, and, and you know they try to hide the conservatives of it's sad, it really is sad, and it's scary. And I hope Donald Trump, I hope President Trump kind of t- takes action on this in some way. Uh, there has to be something he can do, put something into place that basically uh, prevents these big entities from getting away with all the stuff they're getting away with. I mean, it's absurd. Uh, we'll go to a commercial, but we'll be right back, everybody.
8: Would you know what to do in the event of an active shooter, a terrorist attack, or an unforeseen altercation? Whether at home or in the workplace, SkyRace Security can train you and your employees how to defuse a potential violent situation. Our goal at SkyRace Security is to keep our clients safe. With our professional and experienced Israeli Defense Force trainers, we teach strategies for safety that may someday save lives. Sign up at skyraysecurity.com for our workplace violence prevention and training classes, or call 240-888-0682.
1: All righty, everybody. We are back. This is the Rory Sodder Show, Border to Border Worldwide. Don't forget, we are listened to in 22 different countries. We are on over 60 online platforms, and uh, if you miss any past interviews or past clips or shows... You can visit our media site, The Next, N-E-X, Gen, G-E-N-U-S-A dot com. I want to welcome a very popular guy, national syndicated radio show host, successful businessman, columnist, and political activist, Gary Goldman. How are you, buddy? Good to have you here.
0: Good. How are you doing guys?
1: Yeah, first time on the show. Welcome. Um, awesome to have you here. Thank you for coming. And, you know, Gary, when I have new guests on, I think it's very important – that they kind of you know tell their upbringing, their story, how it all started, the adventures, the chapters, uh, I mean, all, that, all that fun stuff.
11: So I, uh, my, my story is this. I uh, started businesses when I was as young as 14 years old, uh, landscape and paving businesses, believe it or not. Worked my way through college, um, built several businesses up and sold them. And as I was growing these businesses, I realized that there's one thing you always have to keep your eye on because it can change the nature of your organization in a matter of minutes, and that's the political climate that you're dealing with. So I started to get involved in politics at a young age, um, local politics, and uh, never ran for office but just on different campaigns um, and have continued to grow businesses and consult with business people all over the country. And probably about 10, 12 years ago, I started to do uh, some talk radio. And it's become very successful. And, and, and I'm sure you understand how that, you know, it works. You've got to get out there, you've got to have a moral and ethical compass, and be very consistent right. and, and practice what you preach. And um,
0: it, you I'm have to be a natural. You know,
11: I always
1: said people have to have a talent for it, they have to be a natural. Because there's a lot of people that want to be talk show hosts, they just don't have what it takes.
11: Yeah, I mean, look, it, to be, uh, you know, my, my show on a weekly basis, I spend hours and hours preparing. If if I'm having a guest on, I, I take a lot of time to understand that guest, put the right questions together. And it's just like anything else in life. You have to work hard to get good at it. And the more you work, you never stop working. You keep working at it. And uh, you only enhance your talent. But nothing comes e- nothing comes easy in life.
8: Very true. It's very true. Um, but yeah,
1: continue, continue. I'm liking, I'm liking, uh, you know, your, uh, your background.
11: Yeah. So I, you know, um, got involved with the talk radio, like I said, about 10 years ago. And, uh, I give a lot of talks to different organizations throughout the state of Massachusetts, talk to a lot of different people. Um, and I have my opinions on things, you know, I, on my show, we, you know, I, I like to tell anybody that wants to call and have a, a debate. We're more than welcome to speak with them. Everybody's entitled to their opinions. But we're, we're yeah. my biggest problem, especially in this day and age of you know, the facts that are being thrown at us. Um, those yeah. that, that want those on the left seem to have their own facts on a regular basis and change the facts of the narrative to suit them. They do not like the debate. They do not like any type of dialogue. They like to argue, um, which is unfortunate because we need we need uh, to talk with one another. We, you know, we need opposing views to be able to talk with one another. But I think the last administration. Definitely harmed, did a lot of harm to this country, especially um, dividing us in so many different ways. And that we're dealing more now with hostility than we are anything else.
1: Yeah, and you know, you know what it is? It, it's so much anti-Trump rhetoric. You know, mm. and you're absolutely right what you said about Obama. Uh, you know, we are more div- we were more divided uh, when Obama left office. I mean, the the division he created is probably worse than it was in the 60s the civil rights era or just as bad i mean i've never seen racial tensions this high i've never seen all this you know hate hate for white people talking about white privilege talking about all this bullshit that is so phony and such a uh and a, a da- it's a
11: dangerous narrative
1: pushing that around well, well,
11: is dangerous yeah the narrative was so, so dangerous be- because the divide that President Obama created was based on false yeah. narratives. So many false yes. narratives, lies. Look, that people, look at all you know, the, look, look, Ferguson, at, uh, look at I was Trayvon the, Martin. You know, look, all those exactly. – he,
1: he, and then he tried Michael to put against the cops.
11: Right, yeah, and the same thing with the Michael Brown situation. So, you know, it's, the, the the whole racial thing, is it, it's still pretty much it, – it's still a big problem. Um, I know here mm. where we are up in the Boston market, up in New England – um, you know it's the first thing out of anybody's mouth if they disagree with you is that you're a racist and it's first of all i mean they don't I, i'm not sure people even understand the definition of a racist but they use that word over and over again but so i overused. i think it's going to, it's way overused and i think it's going to take a long time to correct what president obama did i mean i mean the, like you just said the racial divide is crazy the hatred and um it's just totally out of control it's it, it's it's sad because We could be spending so much of our energy doing things that could help everybody. And I know that sounds so cliche, but really, the time we waste on this using the word racist against one another is absolutely absurd.
8: Yeah, and and
1: I'll tell you what bothers me is that, you know, especially on the left, you know, much of the minority community on the left always wants to play the race card. They always want to race bait. They want to, you know, if a white person doesn't give them their way, you're racist. You race. I mean, I mean, there has to be a time where that just, that crap needs to stop because it loses its merit. It loses its meaning. They know that we're not racist. They just don't know how to defend themselves any other way. And, you know, I'm sick of hearing every goddamn election cycle from the left. Oh, colored people are oppressed. Oh, feminists are oppressed. Oh, look at all the trannies that are oppressed. Give me a break. That's what they run on every goddamn election, and I am tired of it. I'm tired of the victim stance. I'm tired of uh, the Democrats not looking at people, you know, as people, instead of trying to bring color and sexuality into the equation. I mean, when does it ever end? I mean, the Democrats are the party of fucking victims, and any man – who votes Democrat, gets bossed around by his wife, and is a soy boy pussy. And you know what? I, we can't help the uneducated. They're going to vote for identity politics. That's just what, what they play. Uh, but it's just it's so – I get my fists clinch every day when I see some of the stupid shit that comes off CNN and MSNBC, and uh, I'm just tired of it. I really am. And this is all because of Barack Hussein Osama.
11: Yeah, when you come a victim society, which we have become, this is this, this is the result. Everyone's a victim. Everyone, you know, has some sort of victim stand, you know, stigma, and that another word that's thrown around and people just throw it around because they know that it, it can get some attention and some traction. Look, at here's 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 what I what I do when you know it, on my show, I only I only t- I, I try to talk about things and work on things that are going to move us forward. I refuse to. Continually, you have conversations people that want to pull up the past look you 've got to talk about the past sometime, but i 'm not going to be dragged down and let callers or people call up and try to use that as a means to distract because see our political system today and our politicians. I fully believe those on the left do this because they do not know how to lead. They they throw, they throw all of this stuff out there. They're always looking for excuses because they do not know how to come up with good ideas. They do not know yeah. how to lead. And this is just a ploy. It's just a ploy and. Too many times we fall into that trap. That's why we've got to call people out, and that's why they despise this president so much because he, he, mm-hmm. he identified the swamp very early, and he's continually mm-hmm. going after it, and he doesn't stop, and he cannot stop. I had a debate with some people the other night in regard to his tweeting. Look at, You may not I like his it. tweeting, but could you imagine he, 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 if he, he didn't tweet? It. We would never know anything oh, yeah, that it, the was real, on The real news would not get across. This is a way right. This is a way he can right.
1: communicate real news with his audience, you know?
11: Right, right. So, I mean, look, at th- we have a, a, a tough road ahead the next couple of years. Um, this president is going to – they're going to throw every obstacle out at them. You know, yeah. look, at step back a couple of seconds and think of Nancy Pelosi a couple of weeks ago saying that she wasn't going to uh, look to impeach the president. The reason she wasn't going to impeach the president, they have nothing to impeach him on. Someone finally gave them a smelling salt to realize that, and they're trying to say, well, we're yeah. just not going to do it. It's a waste of time and money. If they had something, you know they would be doing that tomorrow.
0: Well,
1: look at, look at what we're dealing with from this party, and then I want to get to my co-hosts and other people. I know they want to have a lot of questions, but look what we're dealing with. We have Nancy Pelosi now and Democrats wanting 16-year-olds to vote, and they, want, they obviously love the illegals voting for them, and they're all for open borders, even though there's a new report out yesterday that illegals in health insurance – cost us taxpayers and i'm not kidding on this i quote a quarter of a billion with a b yearly 250 million a year for illegals in their health care and, and coddling them taking care of them you know oh, the democrats want to say they're such victims oh get the fu- i'm so tired of it um a, dr branch go ahead
2: well, I'll tell you what, I, I'm enjoying listening to Gary, I, and, and, and welcome to the show. This is hey, great. It's my pleasure. It, you know, uh, uh, Kevin said something earlier. Uh, you know, he says, that, you know, it all starts in the hub, and, the, you know, one of the hubs, higher education. I, I want to bring that back down, kindergarten. It starts because we have United States Department of Education. It starts because we have these funded mandates, like No Child Left Behind, that, you know, creates the socialism, creates the Marxism and the communism. It creates the OACs of the world. And that's what's <laughs> happening here. And you want to turn this ship around, you're not going to do it, just say, well, you know, we're going to change higher education. It's the product that's what's coming out of our grade schools that are moving into high schools because we can't retain – that's what we call it out in Arizona – Instead of failing students back east, we can't do that out here. We we call that retaining. Well, we can't retain students, and the reason why we can't retain students is because of mandates like No Child Left Behind. So what right. you end up happening is you have the whole victim mentality once they you know well they're in high school and and going into college, and you know you you hear this all the time as far as the victim mentality and realization is you know it, it 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 harms america and as you said the last administration really really turned us back about two or three decades and it's it's just it, it to me it's amazing i, I love listening to you uh, and you know i would just like to know what your take is basically because i'm i'm an educator i educate uh uh, teachers to the doctorate level, how to run large learning organizations, large school systems. That's what I yep. do for a living. And this is what I see all the time. I see our teachers now, uh, you know, just breeding and fostering this victim mentality. Well, there's an indoctrination um,
11: you know, going on into our school systems, starting in, yeah. in, in, in kindergarten. And it's moving yep. all the way. So, so it's you know, years ago we were worried about it. And just you send your kid off to college, and you, you know that would that would be the quote unquote point that you you know their political views may be changed. That was what the th- the thought process. The thought process is reality now, which is they start in kindergarten. Teachers have an agenda. They don't care what we we have a school system up here that's uh, being sued by parents for the, for this exact policy. They've taken the curriculum. And turned it to what they want it to be, which is totally against really learning. It's it's political ploys. It's, it's brainwashing. And you know what? You can bring them to court. You can sue them all you want. They don't care. They feel that they have a, the power to do whatever we want. The first thing we have to clean out, and this president really has to work on it, is changing that mentality within our educational systems, because as you just said, the money that we're putting into these systems is being wasted because they're coming out, they can't think, they're being brainwashed and told what to say on a regular basis, and it's starting the scary part. And think about that. You hear something over and over again, starting in kindergarten through K-12 and then on, what type of mindset do you think you're going to have? That's why these kids can't even think for themselves.
2: Well, you even, if, me if you ask Rory, he even ahead, knows Dr. this. We have the, Well, we have schools here in Arizona, in Phoenix, yeah. that won't even allow you to wear President Trump, yeah. Anything, yeah. even mega. Even making yeah. America great again, you can't wear it. And could you imagine a school banning somebody from wearing Barack Obama? No that, look, if We racist, would be all day long
11: racist, if that, if that was the case. We'd be we'd be being sued all day. And this and this whole bit about choosing what freedom of speech is and what what they like, whether it was a President Obama hat or a President Trump hat. If it's a President Trump hat, you're not going to wear it. We all know what we know what's going on. But we cannot. You know what the problem is. We cannot We cannot let them go away get away with this. see political correctness says nothing about telling the truth. Too many people are afraid of political I and I 'm not really keen on that word political correctness they 're afraid they're going to upset some apple card somewhere, but that 's why we 're in the position that we are today because we never upset the apple card we 've got to stop if they say you can't wear a mega hat to school you've got to fight that it's freedom of speech, freedom. And once we allow this to be taken away from us, it's all over, and that's what they want. They want complete control over us, but we cannot allow this to happen.
5: And let's face, let, let's
1: face it, you know, when, we, when someone is, is – you know, when they're telling us what, what we can't – what people can and can't wear, and there, there's all of this – I mean, going to these schools these days, it's the professor's. That are throwing this ideology in the kids' faces and basically having them believe, like wanting them to believe that, like and saying there's no other way. Like you have to listen to me. I'm your professor. I know. Parents should be like livid. Parents Outright. should. Well, you know, uh, let
11: me let me tell you a quick story. My my daughter's graduated now, but probably 10 years ago let's give or take. She came home one day and said, "Dad." The teacher basically was telling us, um, you know, we had a political discussion, and if we voiced anything other than what she wanted to hear, she basically told us she wasn't going to give us a good grade. And I, I don't think in the at that point my daughter was probably a sophomore in high school. I don't think I've ever called the school or talked to the school. I personally called the school and had a conversation with the principal and the yeah. teacher and told them, yeah. If I ever hear of this happening again, there's going to be a serious problem because that's not what education is all about. You spo- let the right. kids talk, let them have their, you know, their pick mm-hmm. their sides, have their discussion. But the teacher should mm-hmm. not be holding that little note over their head saying, "If you talk conservative, mm-hmm. you're not going to pass this class." But too many parents let's, allow let's, this to go.
1: Yeah, and let's face the facts here: that President Trump's supporters are under attack more than any other. Uh, any other, uh, you know, group or any other uh, affiliation. I mean, the Trump supporters are targeted. There's a war on Trump supporters. Every day I'm reading about something new. Just the other day in Arizona, a woman didn't like seeing a guy's Trump hat in his truck, so he decided to slash his tires.
8: The the woman
1: slashed tires, and we're seeing all this. I mean, people in restaurants getting assaulted, people, you know, getting refused service people getting punched in the face on college campuses for promoting Trump. I mean the war is visible. This is not something to take lightly. This is not something to kind of just look the other way and be like, "Ah, oh, let's whatever." No. We are literally fighting for our lives. And I, you know, it's not even And it's going to get hyperbolic. worse. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 really scary. And, you know, people on the left want to say, "Oh,
0: oh, you know, the, the, all the minority communities, they're all oppressed, but
1: white people have all this white privilege. Give me a fucking break. I am so sick of the race-baiting and all of this evilness. And you know what the left does? They condone the attacks on Trump supporters. They love it. They, they, and you've heard what Maxine says, Maxine Waters. You see them in the streets. You see them at a department store. You see them at a gas station. You give them hell.
5: Yeah, you know, I
11: was wearing a couple of weeks ago. I went out to do some errands on a Sunday, and I had a red cap on. It was one of my company caps. It was just a red cap. Yeah, you're in
1: Beer, Massachusetts, very liberal
11: over there. So a very, very, very tough place to be a conservative talk show host, but that's all right. I love it. Um, And people were actually walking up to me to try to read the hat and look, and one person (laughs) said, oh, it's not – it doesn't say – at least it doesn't say – I'm like, excuse me what did you just say? You know, it, it, well, it doesn't say my and If it did, what does that matter to you? And, but I had people that same day coming up, trying to grab that off my head to look at it because they wanted to create a confrontation over this. And I'm not a small guy. So, you know, you got to think twice. If you're going to grab the hat off my head, that's all I can say.
1: These are definitely planned attacks. There's no doubt about it. These people go out and scope Trump supporters to find problems. I mean, it's, It's absurdity. Uh, Gianni, go ahead.
6: Yeah, well, you know, I'll just say it isn't Trump's fault. It's not Obama's fault. It's the media's fault. It's the media. I mean, think about it. When I was in middle school, when when Obama won, I was in eighth grade, all right? And I don't remember people going crazy how they are now. I don't remember any of the division, any of that. But if you look at after Trayvon Martin, the media knew, because, I mean, at that moment, Trump was flirting with running for president, and they knew that would be a threat. So I saw what the media, what, the more you study it, I saw what the media was doing after Trayvon Martin. They started bringing up rape. Now they started focusing on uh, 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 the shooting of unarmed black men, quote-unquote, which all of it turns out to be fake in the first place. And they just used that over and over again. And then they turned Trump's words when he said, "When Mexico sends census people, they're not saying their best, they're rapists and some I assume are good people. but what they use yeah. that and the media turned that and they said, all right, what can we say? Because, oh, Trump said that all oh, Mexicans are rapists and, you know, they're bad people and all of them are evil. And that's what it's all about. So we're not fighting Obama. We're not fighting Trump. We're not fighting Democrats. We're not fighting Republicans. What we're fighting is, it's the media that's dividing us. Cause I'm telling you all this stuff about, you know, yeah. I'm surprised when I hear all, of, all the stuff about, you know, people having their hats, you know, Pulled over, and get punched for wearing Trump hats or you know white supremacy. All this stuff, I go out every day. Listen, I live in New York City. I go out every day, walk the streets, and I never have anything racial thrown at me. I never have an issue with any of this stuff that the media talks about. And that's why people, I like, tell people, you have to limit the media. I mean, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, all of it, all the shit. You have to stop watching it so much. Sure, watch it every now and then. But don't be focusing on the media because the media will let you, uh, will, will, will uh, make you think or give you this propaganda that things are worse than they actually are. If you go out, get out of your house and actually go and talk to people, I guarantee you none of this stuff about, you know, race wars and all this other stuff will even come up in the conversation. I live in New York City. Again, everybody knows I'm a Trump supporter my school. I go to bars. I go to clubs. I go to all this stuff. And guess what? I never have an issue with anyone. Why? Because it's the media that takes small. It's the media that takes small things that happen and they blow it up to make it big. And then that's when you have the reactionaries. You have the Black Lives Matter, and then you got the KKK and uh, white supremacist group that's like, oh, well, the media says that this happened. So guess what? We have to go to the streets and we have to create a Charlottesville or Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Oh, well, they said that this white cop shot this. And our black kids. So guess what we're gonna do? We're gonna to go to the streets and we're gonna tear up our own neighborhood, which is fucking stupid anyway. And tear up your own neighborhood, but I mean, the media creates all these situations. That's how Hitler was. That's how all these communists are. They take the media and they make they make
11: it do what they wanted to do. Yeah, and, let,
5: Look, and there's let's no make, doubt let's the, make the make media the fa- is a big,
11: big problem oh, in go this go country. Ahead. But the last administration used that media. Really knew how to use the media to create the problems that you just discussed and i mean look at every there's different waves different parts of the country i never experienced any problem with anybody I, you know until i put that red hat on and you know it was just a rare day maybe that people wanted to uh... confront me over the red hat but i have had been in conversations where people are listening and will turn around and make racist comments or whatever not even knowing the nature of the conversation now Again, Massachusetts, very liberal, very liberal state. Um, I think the meteors. There's there's a lot of components to the problem we have, and the media is also a large component because they're not telling the news. They're look at. I think the president ought to say you're either a news organization, that's what your license says, or you're a news magazine. If you want to be a news magazine, you lose your license. Period. Because we don't need right. we, we don't need 20 hosts all day long telling us their opinion. Who needs that? We can come up with our own. Tell me the facts, and then I'll go do the research, and I'll figure it out from there.
5: And it's
1: racist. Yeah, and it's racist. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't. I was going to say it's racist to put all these people of color in boxes, like the a lot of like ninety-seven percent of the media does. You know, you hear about a Muslim, you know, attack, and everybody's all over it, but a Christian's getting his ass beat and you don't hear anything about it on the left-wing media. It's just – it's such a crazy situation. Go ahead, though, Johnny, respond, finish, and then I'm going to go to
6: Josh. And then IQ. Yeah, but, you know, like you're yeah, like you guys were saying, you know, it, it really is the media. And I saw – I'm telling you, when 2012 hit, everything for some reason – because, I mean, the first time with Obama's presidency, I didn't really see, even though I was in middle school, what the hell did I know? But um, – things that I was seeing about walking around, like I didn't really, you didn't really notice. No one really, it was still at that time where it was in flight to talk about politics in public. It was usually, no one cared. I mean, look on Facebook. I want you to look on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, around 2008, you know, around that 2008, 2009, 2010 era. I want you to look and it was usually on always, you know, oh, well, you know, I'm on this vacation with my family or this is my graduation or I'm in college or I'm having a fun time at the party. You never heard politics being spoken. But
4: 2012,
6: okay. and all of a sudden, it is politics 24 7. Every day, yeah. all day, all you see is, is either Obama or, yeah, Obama or shootings. And I was just like, I don't know what happened, but that shows you that the media, because you remember when I was growing up, and I'm pretty sure when everyone was growing up, it was always let's say, yeah. a shooting happened. And Uh, Overseas, It was a shooting just happened in New Zealand, and, you know, it's supposed to be a person that had a, you know, terroristic idea. That was it, but now the media, instead of reporting the news, they add propaganda to it. They say, a racist white supremacist Trump supporter now shot up a church in New Zealand, and it's connected to Trump, and Republicans are bad, and racism is on the the rise, and they add all this propaganda, and that fuels anger. They're, not, they're no longer the Walter Cronkies and all those types of people yeah. that just report the news. It's now, let's add like Donald Lemon and all these nut jobs. Let's add propaganda to it and let's fuel, fuel some anger. Because guess what? There's no such thing as bad press. News is news. If whatever makes them money, they will get on
1: it. Uh, Josh, go ahead.
10: Yeah, you know, I wanted to ask our guests, uh, going back to the idea of education, you know, we were talking about how our, the money isn't being used the way it was supposed to be used. And, you know, I, I try to, you know, just my type of person is even though I vote very Republican, I go to Democratic uh, debates in my in my city. If there's a you know Democrat running for Congress and they have a lot of people running, I go to the debates. I go to listen to them speak because I'm interested to hear. Uh, you know, you, you can't – even if you disagree with the other side, if you don't listen to the other side, you won't know how to take down their arguments without listening to them. But, you know, I'll go, and, and one of the things I always ask about was education. Now, I'm homeschooled, but I have a very uh, – I'm very passionate about the idea of education. So uh, in talking to them, I, I would bring up a question. I would pose it like this. I'd say, you know, I know a lot of people uh, you know, that are Democrats say that we just need to put more money into education. Uh, but you know, I, you know, we keep doing that, but nothing seems to change. Like, do you have another answer for me? And every single time I'd ask this question, they would turn it around and they would say, well, I I see what you're saying, but we need more money in education. And then they justify that statement with saying, we aren't paying our teachers enough, that students don't have enough resources. And I would, every single time it was more money, more money, more money. And no, none of them had any real idea of how to reform the education system or change it in any way. I was wondering if you had any ideas about that and then also, uh, I guess, push back on the idea that it needs more money.
11: Look at money, every every school, you know, we can look at the – let's look at the money, talk about the money. The school systems always need money. It's been going on forever. But what has happened, and I think part of it is the problem in the school systems have, has been the unions as well, but throwing money at a school system, it does not work until you understand completely – the demographics, yes. not who you're working with, the type of student, the teachers, et cetera. And within a community, the problem is, you, you know, whether it's a city or town, you throw the money in a school department budget and they sort of disperse it evenly amongst the schools. But you almost have to break down segments of your city or town and figure out what schools need what and how we're going to deal with that particular demographic, number one. They, the reason they throw money at the situation is because they don't want to deal with the situation, and and the situation now is completely out of hand. Now I talk to a lot of educators, I talk to a lot of teachers in in cities and towns in the Massachusetts area, and I and I and just to get back to what you said, I do love going into a democratic debate and having dialogue because that is the only way you you know you come up with your affirmative defense and, and counterpoints when you talk with them, but. Our school systems today, money is the last thing they need. The problem with the school systems today, is, yep. you know, we have over – they've been overrun w- with people that are here illegally. The m- the money is being – you know, you have a pie. It's being cut into such small slices. The taxpayer that is funding that school system, their children are getting the worst education. Not, And that's a, that's a broad brush, not in every community but a lot of communities because they don't have the money. I have been told by teachers that in the classroom, other other individuals that are learning to speak English, sometimes in the hallways, the kids that are try, that are can speak English that should be getting their daily lessons are in the hallway getting some attention. The system is out of control. The school the school departments don't know what to do and don't know how to handle it. Our cities and towns and our government has caused this problem, and money's the last thing that's going to fix it we need to stop take a look at everything and that's what this president is doing when he talks about illegal immigration hey look at i'm all for immigration and whenever i have a conversation with somebody it's not immigration it's the word illegal that's left out but the harm that this has done on school systems across this country in every city and town and state in this in this country is overwhelming and i think we're at a danger point very danger point right now because money's not the solution we need to come up with the hard decisions, and it starts with controlling who comes into the country and having a process to get them here because we have to educate. We're told we have to educate. No no child can be left behind. We have to educate everybody, and the schools don't know how to yeah. deal with it. The, the schools, the teachers, the administrators don't know how to deal with it, and they purely for years, even before the immigration problem got out of hand, they threw money at the problem and never really watched what was going on, and this is the result that they had. They let the for lack of better term. They let the inmates run the asylum for much too long, and now they, they don't know how to sort out the problem.
0: Uh, IQ, go ahead. IQ.
7: Yes, I'm trying to figure out how to say it. The problems that America has. Don't forget, I'm Real quick,
1: IQ. You, IQ. You're from the Middle it, East. It, Do you think? that some of this money coming into America, into these school systems, is coming from dirty oil money in the Middle East? you think there's foreign influence on a lot of these colleges and schools?
7: Definitely. But the problem with the United States of America starts with the family. The tragedy in the United States of America is that the parents were complicit in the destruction of their children. Why? I'll explain to you. My children grew up in Europe. And when my son came one day and he told me something about history which was not right, which was not correct, and he told me that the, the teacher insisted it is correct. I didn't take it lying down. I went to the headmaster <laughs> and I explained to him, I want this teacher to correct what he said. But the parents of Americans have not done that. The, the school system in America is a brainwashing system. The teachers' union is leftist. For 70 Mm. years, the education system in the United States of America has been controlled completely by leftists. Am I exaggerating? The answer is no. Why?
11: Because the same thing
7: is happening in Europe. So what's happening? Instead of raising the standard, they want everybody to be equal. Humans are not equal. No two human beings are equal except under the law. One can be a genius, one can be stupid. One can be decent, one can be indecent. Humans are not equal. It's nothing to do with race, it's nothing to do with nationality, it's nothing to do with color. It's to do with the fact of life. We are equal under the law. That's how it should be. But equal as human beings? No, that's not true. So you have children who are excelling. The, The bar was reduced to have children who cannot excel to pass through. So what do you have? A field education system. You, you have a field In education Europe.
11: system, and you have parents that have, the school systems have become, quote-unquote, guardians of children and babysitters for children because of, of the home life that goes on. And look yeah. at the uh, the, t- the unions, Big pro- as you said, I think we both agree the unions are a big problem. It's a leftist doctrine. Mm-hmm. But now we expect yeah. our teachers to... to coddle the kids like they're part of their family because of the the situation at home. The schools were never meant to be that, and you're 100% right. No two students are equal when it comes to uh, learning or the educational process, and not everyone's going to get the gold trophy. But for some reason, we think everybody should get the gold trophy, and that's but not going to happen. Then, then you
7: can't excel if, if everybody can get the right. gold trophy
11: what is you the what is the incentive to excel there's no incentive to excel if everybody if you know you're going to get it the exactly. same uh, the same trophy no matter what
7: so what i'm saying is right. the parents have been complicit in the destruction of their own children you, you speak about you've been talking about whites being uh, victimized well you should be on the attack you shouldn't defend yourself you should be on, uh, on the attack for example how could we Whites in America be racist when they elected a half breed, a mulatto, a Muslim, a black guy called Barack Hussein Obama for two terms. I want to understand how such a people who are racist did that. Nobody asked that question.
1: Well, now here's question the thing about: that. Well, here's the thing. Let's face the fact Obama was raised by a white mom, white grandma, uh, and everybody, you know, he, he was barely, he's not, and I don't, I'm don't. i not trying to cause any controversy by saying this, but he, he wasn't even black. I mean, he was barely black. Like you mentioned, IQ, you exactly. brought up a great point. Exactly. He's, a he, he's a mulatto. He's a he, mulatto. He was raised by a white family. Now, I don't even think he ever knew his, his, dad, his black daddy. Uh, so it's one of those situations where, You know, you have the left who will never – I don't think they'll ever have a full-on black president. I think they're too racist for that. But, uh, I mean, come on. Obama's basically white. Um, I want to go to um, Bill. Bill, go ahead. I
7: know you have some thoughts.
3: Hey, Gary. Um, I wanted to – my thought, and I want to get your opinion on this. I think when Obama instilled the idea of identity identity politics into the public – that was a way to create emotion that would mask rational thought mm-hmm. so that you got a population that was more reactionary than actually, you know, intellectual. And because there wasn't anything really to incite such emotion to get people to think beyond, you know, wild, like we're seeing the culmination of it today. And I think that, that the media has, perpetuated that and to a point now where they to keep that level of intensity, to keep that rational thought away and keep people reacting on an emotional level based on victimhood because we've all been victims. So we 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 project ourselves into that victimhood. And that's what we're seeing today. I mean, you know, I used to, I can't use Twitter anymore for my business because As soon as it was, you know, when this changed and I was a Trump supporter, I would get threatening phone calls, emails, you know, bad reports about my business, even though I have an A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. But when it gets, and Google won't do anything to remove these or, or do anything to quote. But I think that that's before, not only could you have a debate with a Democrat to debunk his ideas but some of their ideas were good and and probably needed some type of inception into our process and that's what made America that's really what made America great was the the meshing point not one side or this side but the meshing point between two sides and I wanted to get your opinion on that
11: yeah i mean look at you you hit the nail right on the head and uh it's very the whole idea behind this um, identity politics is to create division, is to create um, problems and basically problems in society. And that's what we're seeing. You know, if you walked into a room and, you know, uh, just happened to whether you were conservative or not, to start a conservative conversation, you you could get literally, you know, nowadays you can get literally attacked by people. I don't mean physically attacked necessarily, but verbally attacked. Yeah. and, and, you you know would you start and think when did that happen when did this really start well to me it all most of this craziness started in the obama with, with President Obama not that it wasn't out there but it got worse because it got worse because he saw he saw the value of this and he sort of fed the fire as we went along you know we talk about uh, racism and racist problems he used the media to push his agenda. On a racial divide there 's no doubt in my mind, so he 's done the same thing with politics, with views with on religion, and it 's continued and Now, as we get into the you know president as President Trump came into light, it only got worse. You talk to people i 'll talk to people and say, Why do you do, dislike uh, Donald Trump? Did you dislike him before he was president well, i really didn 't know Brian. that much about him, but why do you dislike him now? I dislike him now because everything i 've heard about him. So it, it's, a lot of it's psychological, a lot of it is you know, social media social media is the, the, the killer of this country to begin with. But
0: mm-hmm. it's social
11: media, it's just hearing this negative talk mm-hmm. all the time, and it creates that type of division in the country. A lot of people don't even know why they don't like President Trump. they just don't like him right. because they heard it. And, this, and we've, this, seen, this,
1: we've seen all the people we've seen all the people in the past. Hollywood celebrities posing with photos with him smiling, but all of a sudden he becomes president and everybody loses their mind. Posing everybody with photos, writing
11: checks for every cause. Yeah. If you really look exactly. into this, that they ever asked for, never hesitated, yeah. gave to both sides of the aisle. If you really want to yeah. be honest with one another, and 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 all mm-hmm. of a sudden, where did the hatred come from? So so how could you turn around and just hate this man? He really hasn't. He hasn't done it. He hasn't done anything but try to help right. the American people. That's right. the part that frustrates the living daylights out of me because I didn't vote for President Obama, but I respected him yes. as the president of the country, and I wanted him to succeed because look at if he succeeds or things good things happen, it's good for America. That's not the yes. sentiment today. It's just the opposite, but to a degree that is almost mind-boggling. One never thought we would see what's going on in politics today.
1: Well said. Kevin, go ahead. Uh,
4: thanks, Rory. I mean, I just got to say, your guests are so spot on. They're so awesome, and especially Dr. Branch. Uh, I just got to say, in my opinion, uh, some of the worst uh, offenses that come uh, from the left is through their propaganda. And just this Friday, just this Friday, I was at the Green New Deal um, strike that happened at Washington, D.C., right in front of the Capitol building. I mean, hey, and so, Kevin,
1: Kevin, I want to say something real quick about the Green New Deal, and then I want you to continue. But, you know, I was thinking about this earlier, and I'm sure everybody agrees. Look at all the presidential candidates on the left in 2020, uh, uh, the Democrats that are endorsing this Green New Deal. And look who came out with it, AOC. So it's basically like the Democratic Party, uh, their messenger is AOC. She's like running the show. It, it's insane. It's funny as hell. I'll keep going though, Kevin.
4: Absolutely. And if you think AOC is crazy, oh, just wait till the next generation, and the next generation, and the next generation. And they're pushing these ideas that you could basically say that the facts don't matter and the game is made up. And I'm going to quote some exact quotes that were uttered from the podium. Uh, We need the Green New Deal now and to abolish fossil fuels. We have 11 years left on this planet unless we act immediately. Uh, The leading cause of pollution in the world is coming from the U.S., um, you know our politicians, especially Trump, are at fault for killing our planet. And uh, pollution is a racial justice issue, and that's that's a big one. They're pushing this one a lot just uh, lately, and it's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. And where are they getting these ideas? Social media, the the school system, um, anywhere that yeah. has media, I, I should say. And it's absolutely yeah. uh, killing the facts. It's killing reason, yeah. and it's uh, absolutely cancerous tomorrow uh, for the left. Yeah. Uh, these are the people that are voting in these policies and these, these politicians. And I just got to say, uh, I'm at a hotel right now, and if you go in the jacuzzi at my hotel, it says you must be 18 years or older to enter the jacuzzi. And I just got to say that, you know, they will trust these 16-year-olds to, to vote their leaders and their policies, but they don't trust them to even enter a jacuzzi. They don't trust them with all these, uh, you know, Bill of Rights like the First Amendment and, and all these other uh, inalienable rights. And it's absolutely a uh, control and power move to brainwash our youth mm-hmm. and, uh, for the Democrats to take control. It's absolutely asinine. Well, yeah, you know, I the you Democrats. Cre- so, go ahead, Gary, and then
1: I got to take a Yeah, the, cre- commercial. the
11: Democrats created Young Frankenstein when they, when they went out looking for people to run for office, uh, Cortez and all these other new Congress uh, pe- people in uh, the House. And you know sometimes you 've got to be careful what you what you create in the laboratory because they were looking for a way to to push their their cause forward, but I think this is all going to backfire them this whole this This green deal is, is as we all know anyone who signed on with her initially is probably regretting the day that they did it. They will regret the day they did it because there's no way there's, there, there, there's so much hypocrisy within that bill if you read the bill that it 's absolutely astonishing. You can't. The stuff that they're preaching could never happen, and they know it could never happen. And the lies that they're telling about what is going on in society today, in the world today, in regard to the reason why we have to stop plane travel and why we have to do this, it's all a bunch of myths. But they created these monsters, and now they don't know how to deal with them. And I think in the long run, it's going to completely implode on them. Uh, All right, we've got to go to a quick commercial. We'll be back.
12: Is video a part of your strategy for 2019? I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, the remote video production specialist, the doer's resource for online video production.
1: All righty, everybody, stay on the line. We have a few more people to introduce. Uh, I just want to make a few announcements, though, obviously, on my show notes. Uh, we, President Trump uh, donated his, his uh, quarterly salary to Homeland Security, so that is very good today. That's very good. And I'm very happy about that today when I read it. And uh, we all know that he's not taking a salary, everybody. He's donating every quarter to a new, worthy, uh, productive organization that, you know, uh, helps benefit our country. He also had a great meeting with the president of Brazil today, which is, which is fantastic, having a relationship with them. And this this um, leader over there really likes Trump. I mean, they really see eye to eye on the business aspect, on, on a lot of different policy issues. And uh, I just see a very promising future for sure w- w- with them um i want to this is very this is very uh important uh what's happened today, and this is a, a breaking news report. I want to get into it. It's about the wall funding, but first, I want to introduce uh economist, entrepreneur, motivational speaker, writer for town hall, writer for Newsmax, Livezette, and a professor of finance at Stockton University in New Jersey Dr. Michael Bussler. how are you, sir?
9: I'm doing well, very well, Rory. It's glad to be here, and uh, hello to everybody uh, who's online here. I was listening for a while here for some very interesting conversations. Uh, the one on what education, I found very very interesting. Uh, too. Well, you're so a looking forward to some more relate. good talk. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you, the, the whole uh, education system. Uh, um, I think it was IQ that brought up the point uh, about how much the school does and how little the the parents do. Um, you know, we've really had a, a, a breakdown in the, the family, traditional family structure. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of it has to do with uh, couples just splitting up uh, very easily. Uh, a lot of it has to do with uh, both uh, um, husband and wife uh, working, and uh, not there's anything wrong with that necessarily, but it's you know, it's a different dynamic for a, a child in a, a family situation, and gives parents a little less time to devote to uh, children. Um, and uh, throwing more money at the uh, education system is uh, definitely not the answer. They're getting plenty of money now; uh, they just have to figure out a better way to more efficiently use that money, and really to provide a, a you know better quality education for for our children.
1: Well said. I also want to welcome on the line Freedom Fighter, popular talk show host, political activist, and founder of Unite America First, Will Johnson. How are you, buddy?
13: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Rory. It's awesome. And I love the conversation you were having earlier about how there's an attack on white people now and how Obama's a mulatto. You know, uh, the, the thing is, it is true that the Democrats are now attacking white people the same way that they attacked black people back in the day. And the gentleman, um, you you have him on all the time, and I'm, I apologize. I, I can't recall his name, but he's right. White people have got to stop taking a back seat to them doing this. They've got to start speaking their mind about it. Stop saying that I'm. you're calling me racist simply because I'm white. I'm a black male, and I'm sick of it. So I can't even imagine how a white person feels about it, when, especially when they're not racist. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, so true. Uh, you know, I, wanna, I really want to get into um, – there's so many things right now. Uh, first of all, let, let's talk about the whole John McCain thing. Let, let's talk about Trump and John McCain's situation. The media has been making a big deal out of it. Uh, They've really um, gone overboard uh, with, you know, trying to paint Trump as, you know, as this terrible person. But let's face the fact, the mainstream media didn't even like John McCain for the longest time, especially when he ran against President Obama in 08. So you have... Donald Trump was saying he doesn't like John McCain, never been a fan of John McCain, and Trump has his reasons. Let's face it. The complete Obamacare repeal would have never happened. I mean, it would have happened. It would have gone through if John McCain would have, wouldn't have came in there the last second and put his thumb down saying he was going to stick with Obamacare. We would have successfully repealed it. Also, what about the PP dossier that John McCain was behind to try to nail Trump? Uh, his chances of, of winning the election You know the made up story about Trump with prostitutes in a Russian Hotel room so President Trump has all the right in the world To be upset uh, With John McCain And that hippo, that hippo Daughter uh, Cindy McCain That always wants to cry like a little bitch And always wants to play the right victim here. And say wah, wah, wah. My father will always be more Loved than you Donald Oh yeah sure your father was a coward he, your father was the biggest uh, traitor, at least one of them in American history. Your father was a fraud, Megan. He's a nobody, and all he did was turn on our party. Or on our party, he's a scumbag. And I hope Trump keeps talking more shit about him because I can't stand John McCain, and he's a traitor to Arizona, where, where I live, and he screwed us. He's a globalist rhino sob. But let me play Trump's comments real quick.
0: before that he was going to repeal and replace and then for some reason I think I understand the reason he ended up going thumbs
10: up and frankly had we even known that I think we would have gotten the vote because we could have gotten somebody else so I, did, I think that's disgraceful uh, plus there are other things I was never a fan of John
1: McCain and I never will be so the president
0: good. good good
1: I love it I mean I love the way our president speaks the truth um, I want to know your thoughts Jerry, I want to know your thoughts on this entire thing because you know McCain and Trump have had their back and forth for a long time.
11: Listen, I uh, have no problem with what President Trump said about John McCain. John right. McCain, right? John McCain disappointed a lot of us when he ran for president, um, yeah. and his true colors his true colors definitely came out after that loss. I mean, you know, you could see a lot of things prior to that. But after that loss, his true colors truly came out. Whether he was a, he was a prisoner of war, I respect him for what he did and you know going to fight for the country. But when it came to, to politics and uh, making decisions like he did in his last few years, he did nothing but harm the country. He was really he, was, yeah. he, he did nothing for the Republican Party. I don't know where no. the love affair is with him with, the, you know, the Republican Party. And I think many of his friends uh, in Washington are getting confused with exactly what I just said, their friendship as opposed to what he, what he really did uh, politically for the country. And I think the, pres- the one thing you've got to love about President Trump I don't think President Trump is being disrespectful. He's calling it the way he sees it and the way he feels. Right. And we've lo- and right. we've lost the ability to do that as Americans because we're so afraid what somebody else is going to say about us. And this president right. does not really care and it goes back to what I said when I started the show. If you have a moral and ethical compass, you follow that compass and this president def- definitely follows it daily.
1: Yeah, and Gary, I agree with you 100%. And you know, the fact and we all know why the media blows this thing up and, and makes this into a huge deal because they want to pick on Trump for everything he does and a lot and people know that John McCain was behind of a lot a lot of the corruption trying to take Trump down and i can i can think of one valid reason why cuz John McCain was jealous he never had a he, he never he never won the presidency John McCain was jealous and John, you know, he, he ran, ran a horrible
11: success. campaign. He conceded before he started, um, and, and I'm not sure the his thought process there. But look at he he was after Trump. Um, he's doing the same thing that our, you know Romney. Glad to see him leave Massachusetts is doing to Trump. I don't know what their what the, where they think their motivational is, what they think their long term gain is going to be. But again, I think mm-hmm. it's going to backfire in in Romney's face as it did in McCain's uh,
3: situation. Uh, Bill, go ahead. Well, you know, I, I mean, face effects. facts. McCain is nothing and without a pardon, so he was pardoned. I mean, he should have been a convicted criminal, not a not a congressman or running or This is in the '80s, correct, Bill? Yeah. Um, um, and you know,
1: the, they
3: can they can say it's symbolic, or but the. You know, I have a. It just shows a a moral, uh, corruptness about him. Even you know, and yeah, I I have no opinion on what he went through in Vietnam. Wasn't there? Don't know. Yep. And I can't. I'm not going to comment on that. But the actions after that, and the actions that that at the end of that, that facilitated, to the point to where he became a congressman all the way up from propaganda. And in that part and all that, I'm with Trump. I I don't like the guy. I don't, you know, I have some reverence for what he went through, but I don't have any respect for him. Never did. I didn't vote in the the election when he ran. Wasn't voting for Obama. Wasn't going to vote for him either. Um, And and that was kind of. To me, with that with McCain, is kind of the the breaking down of, of the system in, in the, the moral perpetuity of people who's in Congress. That the, it, yes. it used to be that you had maybe flawed people, but they they were morally sound mm-hmm. on both sides. Yeah, no. yeah, no, I
1: hear you, uh, Dr. Branch. You're in Arizona. You know, you you live down here as well. I mean, you can probably speak on this on this issue.
2: Well, I'll tell you what, uh, it, it, you know, I'm, I'm 100%. You know, you, I stand 100% with President Trump on this. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. he, he, McCain did, didn't run just one time for president. Actually, he ran in 2000 and 2008. Now, he was the Republican's uh, nominee in 2008. And when he stood yeah. on stage at the University of Mississippi debating Barack Obama, before the debate just came out <laughs> – walked over to him, basically, you know, took a knee to Barack Obama and said, what an short moment this is. I just, it was, I threw threw my hands up in the air and I said, you just lost. You not just lost this debate, you just lost this race. Barack Obama will be president. And to me, you know, in 2012, the Republicans in this state, at their mandatory statute meeting in January, uh, just basically ruled that you know he was uh, John McCain was no longer a Republican, that we would not support him. Now in 2000, uh, when when Jeff Flake was running in 2012, that's when uh, McCain was admonished by the Republicans. Here, I w- I had the opportunity to talk to McCain, and I I asked him because that was when Benghazi was going full force. Because remember, the Benghazi attack happened on 9/ 11. I mean, a lot of people't you know a lot of people don't even quote that. A lot of people just say, "Well, Benghazi, I asked him point blank what's going to happen to Hillary over this. He looked me right in the eye and said, "Bob, she's going to jail." Well, Hillary's not in jail. You know, it just didn't happen. And to me,, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I, I'm with Trump 100 percent. You know, uh, John McCain tried to sabotage Trump, tried to sabotage Trump during the campaign, even after uh, he was the uh, – candidate Trump was the nominee for Mm -hmm. the Republican Party. McCain tried to sabotage him. Then he turned over the Steele dossier, and not only did he turn it over, but he denied it, and to me, it's like – you know, he just lied to everybody. So, anybody that says he's got credibility, he's got this, to me, listen, I'm a veteran. I'm a father of a veteran. I hold barbecues to raise funds for better veterans. I love our veterans. But, you know, enough's enough. Honestly, enough's enough. Yeah, and that's the way I look but, at
9: it. Well said. Dr. Bussler, go ahead. Hey, yeah, you know, um, John McCain, because of what he went through in Vietnam, was always kind of a, a sentimental favorite with with everybody. You know, figuring somebody uh, did this much for for their country, and at least the view was that um, it was a five-year POW, and he's uh, you know his body's partially crippled from it. Um, and I think he used that sentiment uh, to get himself elected. But uh, in terms of what he did uh, in office, and uh, he was elected as a Republican. Uh, As you mentioned, the health care was resolved. Uh, It had gotten through the House, and uh, we had enough votes in the Senate. Um, It was going to be a tie, but uh, uh, we had Vice President Pence there to break the tie, uh, and everything was all set up. And at the last minute, the sticks his thumb down, and um, not only did that uh, torpedo the whole health care reform, it really put a big uh, dent in President Trump's agenda. Uh, and he, you know, said, "Look, uh, it's not going to work. I'm going to have to shift at that point to, to uh, tax reform." And he moved on with with that. Uh, and then the thing with the with the steel dossier is just uh, uh, it's just hard hard to believe that uh, he would do that. Um, so yeah. uh, you know, as much as personally I I I think a lot of him for what he the sacrifice he gave to the country. Uh, as we mentioned later in life, as a politician. Um, I'm no fan of his either. Uh, Kevin, go ahead.
4: Oh, yes. So I'm virtually uh, – You live in Arizona, no Kevin, as well, so you, you, you know all about Yeah, I, mean, I have no respect for John McCain, and the damage he caused is immeasurable. I mean, I mean, he's the very reason why there are so many people that have fled from the Republican Party because they see John McCain as the epitome of a, a rhino. He's only a Republican in his name but never in his actions. And they flee from the Republican Party because they don't resonate with these values at all. And it's really difficult to, to recover from this uh, destroyed image that uh, John McCain and his fellow cohorts have have caused this kind of damage to us. And uh, just here in D.C., I, you wouldn't believe how many people I've run into that have just the highest regard for John McCain. And they're, they're in positions of somewhat power, and they're making their way up the ladder. And this is the very reason why it's called the deep state, because – you have these very high you know, up figures in government that are pulling up, you know, these underlings under their wing and uh, bringing them into power as well. And it's it's so uh, it's so intertwined. It's, it's so deep that uh, yep. it we really need to to uproot this uh, this paradigm that uh, John McCain was anything uh, of a hero. He was not. <laughs>
1: uh, IQ, go ahead.
4: Well, as far as I know,
7: the the, the heroes are the ones who died, not the ones who who were taken into prison. But his attempts at interfering in the wars in the Middle East, he actually supported ISIS, whether he knew it or not. He He was supporting the people who were trying to destroy the Middle East. I will never forgive him for that. I saw his pictures. When he was talking to uh, the, what, they, what they call uh, the pro American uh, Muslims, these are, they were never pro American. Muslims can never be pro American. Muslims can never be pro infidel. It is impossible. It is against their religion, it is against their belief system. And yet he supported them, he gave them money, he gave them uh, ammunition and guns and everything, especially after Benghazi and during Benghazi. And yet nothing happened to Hillary Clinton, nothing happened to Obama, who should have been impeached for Benghazi alone. There were four other items that during his presidency that he should have been impeached, but nothing happened. So all the attacks now are against an innocent man called Donald Trump. I support Donald Trump
1: 100%. Amen, amen. Um, I'm going to go to Gianni. Gianni, go ahead.
6: Yeah, uh, you, know, I, you know, I'm not a fan of, uh, you know, the, the politician John McCain at all. I hate how, you know, I basically say he was a warmonger. That's that's what I think of him, Um you know, but I I do think he done things, you know, good things as far as in government, even though I'm not a fan of him. You know, he did the Veterans Hospice, Hospice Act. You know, he did the Agent Orange Act. You know, he went after uh, the, with the Commerce Committee. You know, he did things that were good, you know, and but I do not ever, I will never touch when it comes to him being in war. You know, we can act like we're hot shit on the phone and we're so tough, but imagine you get the, the shit getting kicked out of you and you get captured, and they're trying to break your arm, you know, that's another thing. Sure, he's a war criminal. I agree he is, but I'm not going to try to act like I'm such a tough guy, and I never got the shit beat out of me like that. To me, he's a tough son of a bitch, and I respect John McCain. I think he was a great uh, war person. Um, I think he did make a mistake, a human mistake. Um, You know, but other than that, I think he's a great guy. But I do agree with the president that, hey, I – I'm just not a fan of the guy, especially when he uh, uh, backstabbed the president when it came to health care. I'm not a fan Mm -hmm. of him politically, but I think he was a stand-up person uh, uh, on his own.
13: Will, go ahead.
6: You know, John McCain,
13: with his whole dossier, that should be enough for anyone to figure out what kind of person he was. He was all out of his way. Think about it. He hates the president so much that he's willing to throw the entire country under the bus just to get at the presidency. President Trump, this is completely insane. And you know what? I know that the gentleman, sorry, I don't know your name. He just said he has respect for John McCain, but I lost all respect for John McCain when he worked with the Clintons to undermine the entire system. He is the swamp creature that's in the grave right now. And I don't want him to come crawling back out of that grave. And they're trying to bring him out.
11: Megan McCain
13: Megan McCain went on to make a statement talking about John McCain is kryptonite to President Trump. Out of the grave (laughs) and in the grave.
0: (laughs) Nobody will (laughs) ever love you like they
13: love my father. Exactly. And, like, John, like, all of a sudden she said John McCain is a man that Trump would never be. Of course not, because he's not a <laughs> criminal. I mean, seriously. I mean, it's no-brainer. You know, it's just and really sick you know, that – I was going to say that they're using all of this to just push their effort to divide this country. And it's it's, it's unbelievable how thick it is. Go ahead. Oh,
1: yeah. And let's let's face the facts here. People like Megan McCain make those statements, obviously, number one, for attention. I mean, obviously. And look at the show she's on. She's on The View with uh, Joy Big Mouth Behar. You got Whoopi Stoner Goldberg. You've got uh, – who else you got on that freaking show? I can't even believe that show's still on. It's over 20 years, and you got all these bimbos basically spewing pure <laughs> liberal propaganda. Feminist bullshit, yeah. like the most anti-male narrative you can think of.
6: But I would say, yeah, 100. you know, with Meg, uh, Oh, I would just add with Meghan McCain, you know, even though, like you said, I don't like she, you know, called the president all these days. But I will say on the view, she holds, she <laughs> knows how to talk about conservative, uh, on the view, she knows how to talk about conservative viewpoints. She stands up for conservatism. She stands up for conservative policies and whenever, you know, you know, all the other big mouth bimbos on the show of the view uh, start, <laughs> you know, talking about their talking about their liberal propaganda, Megan McCain, I will give her that. She does say, listen, that's wrong. This is what conservatism conservatism stands for. And I respect her yeah. for that. I, I do yeah. honestly respect her for that.
11: Hey Rory, this well, is Gary I I've got a I, I hate to cut you up, but I've got to I've got another interview that I have to do and uh, it's been a pleasure speaking with you guys.
1: Hey Gary, tell everybody where they can find your information and find uh listen to your show and we'll have you back soon.
11: Yeah, I'd love to come on again. Um you can find me at Gary at Gary on uh Gary on BPL dot com. The show is on W C R N um AM eight thirty. It's on tune You can find the show at Saturday mornings from 8 to 10 a.m., and uh, I look forward to coming back on here and having some more conversation with you guys.
1: Well, Gary, you've been a fantastic guest, and uh, all the best, and God bless, and we'll talk to you soon, sir. Thank you.
11: Thank you. Have a great night. You too. You know, Will, here let me jump in real quick. Yeah, I'm going to let you respond,
13: yeah, okay. Will, and
1: then I'm going to go to Josh after you respond. Go ahead.
11: Okay,
13: yeah, so, you know, Megan McCain, she may go on there and speak about conservatism, but I think it's just all smoke and mirrors. I think she's only there to make it look like she is leaning to the right because she wants the, the conversation. They're paying her for the conversation. That's it. And now you get Donna Brazil on Fox News. Oh, my so God. Like, I was watching da- that today. I'm,
1: da- I'm watching her on yeah, the I'm be like, bad. this, this be woman's be a bad. criminal. This woman's a criminal, and you guys are having her on Fox News. <laughs> and the only thing I can think of is that
13: Disney's buying Fox News because they're so leftist. Yeah, exactly. So now, so you know, Power the ads. liberal media—they're fighting. They're fighting Fox News from having a de- holding a debate. So if they ever do get a debate, I guess they're going to go to Donna Brazile for some questions.
1: <laughs> go ahead. I can't.
13: You know what, Will? I can't
1: fathom it because let's face it, Sean Hannity just a few months ago, was talking how much Donna Brazil broke the law, this woman's a criminal, and now she's on Sean Hannity's show as a contributor yep. and Fox News as a contributor. I'm like, what the hell is going on here?
13: It's to, take, it's to take Sean Hannity down. They're taking Tucker down. They're going to take Laura Ingram down because right now all of them are making better ratings than CNN and MSNBC and all of them combined. So they have to take them down. Right. Uh,
1: Josh, go ahead. I know you've been listening. I know you have a lot of thoughts. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, you know,
10: here's the deal with, with McCain. He's the definition of a rhino. I mean, that's basically yes. where the word rhino came from was McCain. Yep. So, I mean, poli- you know, politician McCain, that's just what he is. Now, in regards to regards to his daughter, I mean, here's the deal. If If somebody was talking crap, you know, about my exactly. father... I wouldn't exactly be exceedingly happy. I mean, I don't really like if someone was talking shit about my dad, I really wouldn't care what who my dad was or what political standing he had or the reason he was being attacked at all. I wouldn't have very nice things to say about the person that was saying that about, you know, my father.
13: Exactly. I understand. I
10: also, I'd also say that she even though whether or not you believe she is, you know, um, I guess, genuine on the view with her takes. I will say whether she's genuine or not, she gives normally pretty decent, um, you know, views at least on the, from the Republican side. So whether or not she's being genuine or not, there are things that I, for the most part, agree with. Obviously, the anti-Trump rhetoric I don't. But when she talks about a Republican, you know, idea, she's actually representing the yeah. Republican idea. So I, I approve yeah. of her being on that show to at least. Be able to, and a lot of people still watch that show. So even having just one person on there to speak a little bit of truth is a, is, I mean, is a huge benefit um, to you know the that that platform for our side. Yes,
13: exactly uh, the Gianni, same thing the liberals you, are saying about Donna Brazile right now. Oh yeah, absolutely, um,
1: Gianni. I know you had a quick comment. Then we're gonna go to the next topic, which is really big, and I want everybody to be involved with this. We have about. Ten minutes left in the show, but Gianni, go ahead.
6: Yeah, you know, so with the Donna Brazil thing, you know, it's, it's not that she's a Democrat while I'm mad. You know, I am mad because she did what she did with Clinton and everything. That's the only reason yeah. why I think we should be mad. However, the only people I honestly trust on Fox, uh, Fox News, CNN, all of it is bullshit to me. The only people I trust on Fox News are Chris Wallace, um, uh, Tucker Carlson, and Laura Ingraham. Everybody sure. else is nothing but... Right or nothing but right wing cats. All they do is talk about conservative talking points,
5: like, and
6: all this stuff is just false. I don't trust Sean Hannity. I don't trust any of that. But I would tell you this: the we we, we as conservatives, we have to put up the stand and say, "Listen, we talk about college campuses and how you know they're such a hub of oh don't don't debate me, you know don't say anything or don't no, don't say anything conservative or let's stay in our bubbles and we joke about them with that." But then when we bring a Democrat on Fox News, like, oh, Fox is turning liberal. Is No, it should be a place where we are debating because we want to see if a liberal is watching Fox News, we want them to see, okay, this is what I do believe, and this is what one of the conservative hosts is saying. Well, maybe I do believe conservatism. Maybe I do agree with that. So I like to see the dialogue on Fox News. Of, it's just not a bunch of all conservatives at the table just talking the same thing over and over again all day. You know, so I think Fox mm. News is making good strides in hiring more liberals because I don't wanna see I don't wanna see a bunch of conservatives on T V talking all day. I wanna see debate, yeah. healthy debate, yeah. where a bunch of where a bunch of liberals are debating conservatives. So I think it's a good move to have someone as big as mm. out of Brazil, even though I don't like what you did. But you're gonna see a bunch of debating and now you're gonna bring a bunch of liberals to the show. So Fox is very smart in doing this. You're gonna see a bunch of liberals watching the show now, like oh, they hired Donald Brazil, so maybe they're not just a bunch of right-wing. They're not the CNN for uh, Republicans. So now we're we're actually watching it, and it's like, oh, maybe I do like conservative ideas because he just, Sean Hannity, just made Donna Brazil look stupid on TV by debating her. So I think it's a good thing to have a healthy debate and have liberals mixed in with Fox News. I actually think it's real good, actually.
13: I I have I, to I disagree have to look, with you because, because go ahead, the, well, go ahead, Fox well. News was our – Fox News was already beating out CNN and MSNBC, ABC, and the rest of the Alphabet Network group. They were beating them out. So that just means everybody's already watching Fox News.
6: I agree. Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, let's go to a
1: quick commercial. We'll be right back, everybody. And we got a huge topic to discuss. We'll be right back in about 60 seconds.
0: Hello everybody, this
1: is Rory Sauter from the Rory Sauter Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else, and all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello everybody. This is Rory Soder from the Rory Soder show. Please visit the donaldjtrumpstore.com for all your authentic, customized and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else and best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use MEGA45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit the DonaldJTrumpStore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. All righty, we are back, uh, coast to coast, worldwide. Don't forget, everybody listening that we are listened to in 22 different countries, and we are available on over 60 online platforms. So you can find us all over the web. And always remember, if you miss any past clips, many, uh, if you miss any updated 24/7 articles. Or uh, any of our shows, you can visit our new media site, The Next, N-E-X, Gen, G-E-N, uh, Thanks for being with us, everyone. I, I got a big um, topic to address right now, and everybody wants to talk about this. First of all, the Defense, Depart- the Defense Department um, announced today that they have identified $12.8 billion for border wall. Again, that's $12.8 billion for the border wall. And it was also said today that Trump won in the Ninth Circuit out of all the circuits. Ninth Circuit, we know, has given so many problems in the past. They're very left-leaning, and uh, Trump got his way today. This is a big victory. Basically, we can hold on to illegal alien criminals rather than, rather than letting them go and letting them uh, – you know, walk away and just giving them a court date. I mean, we basically can hold them uh, in a more uh, serious manner and basically uh, not let them onto our streets. Uh, Dr. Busler, I want to start with you. I'm sure you're very familiar with what's going on here.
9: Yeah. Um, the court thing was uh, was rather interesting, too, especially since uh, it was uh, a victory in the, the Ninth Circuit, which, as you know, is very... Um, liberal um the press continues to uh uh, run stories i i read i I can't remember from the new york times the washington post i think the new york times did a story on uh some of trump's uh losses in in court and while he has had some uh for the most part i think he's he's done fairly well you you know there's a couple of really big ones uh coming up don't forget um a, a judge in texas uh, ruled Obamacare uh, without the individual mandate, which Congress repealed last year. Obamacare essentially is unconstitutional. Um, now, that was appealed, as we would expect, that it will go up to the Supreme Court. Um, but Trump's pretty confident he's going to get um, a victory there. Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen with his uh, declaration of a national emergency. That also may go through the courts, ultimately end up uh, in the Supreme Court but he's pretty confident he's going to win um, a victory there. Uh, And what you mentioned uh, in the beginning, that the defense department has located uh, nearly $13 billion, uh, which can be transferred from other accounts uh, to be used for the wall, which is twice what uh, the president asked for. Um, That will allow him to get as much of the wall built really as uh, he needs to get done. Um, So On a lot of these issues, Trump is starting to look uh, pretty good. Uh, The Democrats felt that if they can't win through legislation, and now that they have control of the House, you would think they'd work on more positive legislation instead of more investigations. Um, But if they can't get things through legislatively, they look to the courts to legislate for them, and it looks like Trump's doing okay there. And Dr.
1: Bussler, you know, you're an economist, And you know a lot of this stuff, what I'm about to say, but it was announced today on a CNN poll. Yes, everybody, a (laughs) CNN poll that 71% of Americans, again, that 71% of Americans say the economy is doing well under President Trump. And that is a skewed – and we all know CNN polls are skewed – Somewhat. They're never 100% honest. But the fact that 71%
9: in a CNN poll,
1: what do you have to say about that, Dr. Bussler?
9: Well, Roy, I'd really like to comment on that, especially since the last time that the number was up over 70% was the year 2000. Now, that was also the – 2001, right, right, 2001. But that was also the last time the year 2000 was – That was the uh, last time that we had uh, real economic prosperity, where you had the economy growing at a 4% annual rate from uh, 1997 up to the year 2000, slowed down with the recession in 2001. But in that time period, that was the last time we really felt true prosperity. So if this this percentage matches that, it means Americans are starting to feel again much more prosperous in the Economy. In my view, uh, all this talk about socialism uh, and the appeal it has to some of the younger people is mostly a result of the stagnant economy we've had for the last decade prior to President Trump and that lack of opportunity and the lack of people being able to get ahead has fostered a belief that socialism is a good thing. Well, the way to cure that and the way to switch back to the way where we should be is to bring prosperity back to America. And once people start experiencing prosperity, socialism doesn't look so good an, anymore. So that 70% figure uh, I think is very significant. Right, Absolutely.
1: Uh, Will Johnson, go ahead, buddy.
9: Yeah, you know what, I completely
13: agree. And the whole thing is that CNN, and it's amazing that CNN would even publish that poll when they are exactly. going after President Trump because he – because he is talking down about socialism, CNN has embraced it 100%, and and you know it's more gonna come, and, and we all know it. Hey Roy, I want to thank you for having me on, and uh, I'm UniteAmericaFirst.com I got to go. Hey, appreciate it again.
1: Yeah, Will, tell everybody where they can find you.
13: <laughs> Unitesamericafirst.com. Thanks again, Roy.
1: Love the show. I love you too, man. We'll talk to you soon. Bill, go ahead.
3: Yeah, I think that you know the the part of that is socialism isn't understood, and it, I mean they it, it goes back to the the schools, so, and really you have to look at at the school boards because they're the ones who approve the books and what's in the books, and they have debates and they take this part out, and they if you read a book from a history book from 1970 comparative to 19 or 2017, it's a different history. And so when you don't see the hor- horror of socialism, which it brings, which th- that's why they're not trying, that's why the, you don't see the much on Venezuela is because they don't want to see, it, it's the same result throughout history. Venezuela is just the last, is the next chapter in it, but it, throughout history, that's the result of socialism. And then it turns into a dictatorship, which we're seeing that metamorphosis into in venezuela now and your economy you have to have you have to prosperity has to mesh with freedom and independence in order for you to strive to greater heights if not you sit in your apartment and you play playstation all day
4: (laughs) very well said kevin go ahead Oh, yes. This is such a huge victory for us. And we can all thank President Trump for bringing on Gorsuch and uh, Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court because this ruling was a, a five to four ruling. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm seriously sick and tired of, uh, you know, the district court uh, the, and the Ninth Circuit in uh, Hawaii. You know, they're hundreds of miles away in the Pacific Ocean trying to tell us that there's not a national emergency going on there. We can't defend our borders. They, they don't know what's going on. They don't have our best interests in mind. Well, the Supreme Court is finally making these big decisions and coming through for us. So a huge win, and I hope uh, President Trump keeps it up. Let's, uh, let's get some more Supreme Court justices in there. IQ,
1: IQ, go ahead, buddy.
7: I agree with everybody today, fortunately. We all support Donald Trump, the president, and God willing, he will be care of for the next revolution in 2020 and hopefully I sit and watch them melt down again as they did in 2016-17.
1: Snowflake tears, IQ. Snowflake tears. Let them cry. Let them go home to their mommies. Let them go home to their basements. We, we all know what happens with these left-wing morons that want to play the victim and <clears throat> You know, say, oh, Trump is the reason for all my problems. (laughs) It's so pathetic. Uh, Gianni, go ahead, buddy. Oh, Uh, Josh, go ahead.
10: Yeah, you know, here's the deal. Anytime we can win, uh, you know, we can win a decision in the 9th District, it's a a huge deal because they, you know, consistently are pretty stinking liberal. Um, So, you know, it's good that they're actually looking at the the law um, and, and, you know, manipulating it the way that it's – well, not manipulating it, but, you know, um, characterizing the issue and then actually looking at the actual law that applies to it and ruling the correct Mm way. Um, And then the only other thing I have to to add is there's a – if we could get one more stinking Supreme Court justice on, that would just be a game changer for the next 40 years. I tell you what.
1: I tell you, I, I agree with you, and you know what the great thing about w- what you just said? I believe that Trump is going to get at least two, two, maybe three more Supreme Court justices in his, until he's done in 2024. I really think he can keep going and going, and I think there could be some records here. Uh, Gianni, go ahead. I know you have some thoughts, buddy.
6: Yeah, actually, it's uh, absolutely uh, incredible um, with the Pentagon, you know, finding the $12.8 billion,
2: You know, and, and
6: that's, if, if that's the case, man, build the fucking wall. I mean, if, if he can actually have that case, and there's, there's actually $12 billion, you know, like the Pentagon pounds, use it. You know, I'm not a fan of the, uh, the national emergency, but, however, if he could do the whole Pentagon, you know, finding the billions of dollars to build the wall, like I said again, build the fucking wall.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely, 100%. You know, IQ, I wanted to ask you uh, you know, something in detail, and, and I think everybody's very uh, curious about this. There was a report out today that under Donald Trump, extremist killings are down 39%. Can you speak on that a little bit?
7: Well, I wouldn't be surprised because under Donald Trump, he's trying to protect the borders. So they're yeah. catching more people. Look, without the borders, America is finished. Not only because of demographics. As some of your guests said, your education system is collapsing, your medical mm-hmm. aid system is collapsing. Why? Because illegals are being taken care of. And who is paying for it? The American yeah, taxpayer, the legals. Yep. And, and, and you I mentioned need the border. The No matter what, you need the border.
1: Yeah, and the sick part about it, IQ, is that the report came out and taxpayers are paying literally a quarter of a billion every year with a B. That's $250 million to illegals in their health
7: care situation. That
1: should make anybody sick. Don't you agree, IQ?
7: Of course, 100%. That's what's happening, by the way. The health system in europe is collapsing because of the muslims and the illegals who came to uh, europe about two million of them between 2015 and modern and 2019 it's collapsing believe me it's collapsing the education system is being suffering all of them all because the, the borders are not controlled you can't continue like this no other nation on earth no other nation outside europe and america is allowing this no other nation
1: yeah you know, we, we have to be a country with, with with a set of laws, and we have to have people abide by our system. I mean, people can't, you know, be coming in here and, and taking advantage because, you know, they know America is the nicest place on earth. I mean, too many people, give them an inch, they take a mile. Um, I do want to – we do got to close out. Uh, I do want to – Dr. Bustler. please tell everybody where they can find you.
9: Uh, my Twitter is at m bustler that's at m-b-u-s-l-e-r and on facebook it's uh you can search funding democracy facebook.com forward slash funding democracy all right and dr bustler Thanks, Lori, i'm probably we'll gonna you get week. you
0: back
9: yeah i'm probably either gonna get
1: i'm gonna get you back probably this week we got some more economic stuff to talk about but we'll definitely have you on next right. week as well all right god I'll bless you. you have a good night Take care. uh kevin please tell everybody where they can find you buddy
4: Yes, you can find my group at republicansunited.org or to a uh, university near you. We are expanding across the country. Thanks. I,
1: I love it, man. And and uh, we'll see you. We'll see you on Thursday night. Uh, we'll, we're off tomorrow, so we'll we'll see you soon, Kev. Thank you. Thank you, Roy. Uh, let's go to Josh. Josh, please tell everybody where they can find you.
10: Thanks, Rory. Please give me a follow on Instagram at j o s h h l a v a t y. Appreciate it.
1: Absolutely, man. We'll see you Thursday. Uh, please go. Let's go to Bill. Bill, go ahead. Please tell everybody where they can find
3: you. Yeah, you can. Uh, you can see me at StarCrossWolves.com dot com or follow me on Twitter at super elite texan. Perfect.
1: Um. Uh, Go go ahead, uh, Dr. Branch. Please tell everybody where they can find you.
2: Hey, thanks for having me on tonight. It was a great show. Um, You can, uh, on Twitter, at uh, Bob Branch, that's B-O-B-B-R-N-C-H, and I look forward to talking to you soon.
1: We'll have you back Thursday, Dr. Branch. We'll look forward to it.
2: Fantastic. Thursday night, then. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Uh, Gianni, go ahead.
6: Yeah, you can find me at uh, Gianni Rodriguez with the Z, Rodriguez with the Z, uh, dash Paris, paris 2 r on Facebook.
1: Perfect. Gianni, we'll see you Thursday. God bless,
6: man.
7: All
1: right. IQ, go ahead.
7: Just Google Al Double A L R A S S O L I, and have a good time. Lovely to be with you. You take care.
1: All right, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, IQ. I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. We've had a fantastic show. I want to thank all my special guests, my audience, my co-hosts, and my amazing sponsors. Don't forget, we are listened to in 22 different countries. We're on over 60 online platforms. You can find us everywhere. And if you missed any past clips, interviews, um, shows, or updated 24-7 articles, you can visit our new media site, N E X. Gen G-E-N-U-S-A dot everybody. Um, you guys are all amazing. I obviously will miss you until the next time we meet, but I'll see you all on Thursday. Have a great night. I'm Rory Sodder. This is The Rory Sodder Show, everybody. Cheers.